Dear friends and gentle hearts, all Florida joins today in paying tribute to one of America's greatest composers. Today, with the dedication of this beautiful shrine, we honor the memory of Stephen Collins Foster. More than any geographer, Stephen Foster made our Swanee River a familiar name to the entire civilized world. With his lyrical pen, he caught and expressed the yearning of all mankind for a life in a land in which there is no strife, no pain, no sorrow, no tears. What single phrase, I ask, evokes more tender thoughts of such an earthly paradise than way down upon the Swanee River? Stephen Foster, if you please, was a Yankee. But here, in the heart of the Southland, we revere him as one of our own. Northerners, as they sing his songs, grow nostalgic for tinkling banjos, cotton field cabins, and dancing piccaninny. Under the magic spell of Foster's music, Northerners feel a warm surge of kinship with our brothers of the South. We Floridians, who belatedly adopted Foster's Swanee River, as our own state song, regret that we cannot claim the immortal bard as our native son. The South claims him only in a poetical sense, and the North can claim him only in a historical sense. For Stephen Foster truly was America's troubadour to the world. As a musician and poet, Foster was an ambassador of peace, understanding, and goodwill among all peoples and all races. Like America itself, the life of Stephen Foster is a study in contrast. He won enduring fame for his songs in the South, songs of the South. Yet he was a northerner. He made the Swanee River world famous. Yet there are some authorities who insist he never saw the river which rolls gently along only a few hundred feet from where I stand. Many of Foster's melodies sing with haunting tenderness of family and home. Yet he died homeless and alone and in a New York hospital charity ward. His talent has made millions of dollars for music publishers, yet his pockets contained only 38 cents when his soul slipped away from his wasted body. In the 20 years of his composing career, Foster wrote at least 200 songs, but we remember him for little more than a dozen. Swanee River is one of the best examples of his art, and one which only a true genius 
could have created. In all probability, it is the most widely known and best loved song of all time. It has been translated into every European tongue and into many Asiatic and African languages. It has been sung by millions the world over. Many, many years ago, it passed from the category of mere written song into the realm of folk music. Because of this, I consider it relatively unimportant whether Foster did or did not see the Swanee River before he wrote the song. But those interested in academic accuracy might like to hear the most commonly accepted version about its origin. The story goes that Foster, when he was nearing the age of 24, got the idea for a new song to be submitted to the noted minstrel man, Edward P. Christie. The new song had been on his mind for several days when he dropped into the Pittsburgh office of his brother, Morrison Foster, to ask his advice. Can you think of a southern river with a two-syllable name, Stephen inquired. Those of you who are familiar with the geography or cartography of the southern states know that we have very few rivers with two-syllable names. Most of them are multisyllable, stemming from the Indian, like Chattahoochee, Withlacoochee, Catawba, or Tom Bigby. Foster's brother, with an atlas before him, could find only one, the P.D. River, which flows through North and South Carolina. But Stephen Foster had already considered and rejected the P.D. River. In fact, the original manuscript of the lyric underscores Foster's doubts about the P.D. He spelled it as one word and with an E lacking. What Foster wanted, of course, was a mellifluent name suggestive of the mood of his muse to fit the measure. As Morrison and Stephen Foster studied the map together, Stephen, uh, Stephen's eyes suddenly lit upon a little river in Florida, the Sewanee. It mattered not that the river rose in the Okefenokee Swamp in Charlton County, Georgia, or that it flowed for most of its 250-mile length through Florida southward to the Gulf of Mexico. Stephen Foster's mind immediately contracted the syllable Suwanee into the slurred, soft Swanee. That's it, Stephen exclaimed to his brother. That's just what I wanted. And he hurried off to revise his manuscript, a manuscript which preserves in Foster's own handwriting the substitution of the Swanee for the P.D. When Foster offered this song to Christie, the burnt cork minstrel liked it so well, he wanted to introduce it as one of his own compositions. So Foster sold Christie the right to sing it as his own before it was ever published. 
which was not until 1851. It didn't become known until years later that Foster had written the song, which was extraordinarily popular from its first performance. Although it is titled, All Folks at Home, most everybody knows it as Swanee River. While most of Stephen Foster, while most Stephen Foster authorities say he never came to Florida, local historians maintain he visited the scene of his inspiration around 1860. And the writer of an article published in 1876 in a Tallahassee newspaper described a visit by Florida, by Foster to the Florida capital in 1860. But, as I have observed, it appears of little import to us today whether Foster did or did not see the Swanee River, either before or after he wrote the song. The important thing today is that Florida honors the composer of our state song, just as Kentucky has honored Foster for his my old Kentucky home, which is the state song of the Bluegrass Commonwealth. As governor of Florida, I invite all within the sound of my voice to come to Florida and see with your own eyes the attractions of the Swanee River. 